Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another episode of Bad Language. It is a victory Monday and it feels so good. Not only did the Pittsburgh Steelers win their imperative game, and it ended up being imperative to win because the Denver Broncos ended up losing to the Las Vegas Raiders, but they got some help. They didn't get all the help that everybody wanted, but hey, they got enough help to get in to the playoffs, and that's all that matters. And shout out, man, hats off to you. Terrible towels in the air waving to you. If you showed up to Tennessee in Nashville in black and gold to cheer on the Tennessee Titans and a former black and gold hypocycloid wearing safety, had a big interception in this game, Terrell Edmonds, we love you, baby. Thank you so much. Another former Steeler, the first compensatory pick in Pittsburgh Steeler history, Mike Vrabel, the head coach. A lot of people think that he will be a head coach or be a coach in Pittsburgh one of these days. You never quite know, but he helped out too by engineering that victory for his team. So the Steelers are in the playoffs. They are the seventh seed. Because the Miami Dolphins lost to the Buffalo Bills, the Pittsburgh Steelers 
are going to be going to Buffalo Sunday at 1 p.m. Now, what was a lot of people rooting for? If you ask the Steelers, they will echo Mike Tomlin and say, we do not care. And, you know, I get that. And you really don't care. But I think, actually, the tougher road might be in Buffalo because they're kind of scary with their quarterback able to get out of trouble and run. In fact, he does it well. And he was pitching and catching well with Stephon Diggs yesterday. And Shakir as well. I'm not talking about Shakira, the singer. Um, I'm talking about uh, Shakir, number 10. You know, Gabriel Davis was out in that game. I think he got hurt early on in that game. But this team has some firepower. Jamal Cook is a very good running back. And they were getting a lot from Dalton Kincaid, the tight end. That's going to be discussed this week. But all that matters for this particular second is that the Pittsburgh Steelers made the playoffs. They're in. And that's all that counts for this second. Now, bad. They're in. But they're going to get killed. Do you know that for sure? Do you know that? Odds are that they will. I'm so passionate about this, I skipped the entire intro to the show, saying that this is bad language. My name's Brian Anthony Davis. I skipped the fact that this is powered by the Fans First Sports Network on Steel Curtain Network. I skipped the fact that you need to go back and listen to both post-game shows, the Breaking News post-game show with Jeff Hartman, myself, and Dave Schofield. I skipped the fact that you need to check out this morning's edition of Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman and the Q&A with Jeremy Betts and me last night. Wherever you download your favorite podcast, do that. I skipped all that fa- all that stuff. And the reason I skipped all that is I'm just I'm just pumped. Now, Steelers are the seventh seed. They are going to need to defy the odds. That's all there is to it. If they win this week, say they go ahead and beat Buffalo, you know for an absolute fact, because they are the seventh seed, they will definitely play at M&T Bank Stadium and try to beat the Ravens for the third time in 2023's season. They only beat them once in 2023. They beat them once in 2024. But for the season, that's what counts. Patrick Queen's already said, hey, if we meet again, it's not going to be the same. That's fine. We don't even need to talk about that. That's looking ahead. But they're going to need to defy the odds. How much do they need to defy the odds? How bad are they? How good are they? Those are the questions. Now, a lot of you are saying, this team stinks. They're the last team in the playoffs. And it's true that they're the last team in the playoffs. But look at records. The number one seed are the Baltimore Ravens at 13-4. and four. The number two seed is only one, I'm telling you, one win better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's the Buffalo Bills 
who swept the Dolphins this year. The Dolphins were hurt and beat up in that game. The Bills weren't great in that game. They were good enough at the end. They got the benefit of a 98-yard punt return. Which is helpful, but they didn't look good to start. Bills are usually tough at home. It's going to be a cold and windy game, but you're not expecting wetness. But bad, you say that they're only one game better, but Mason Rudolph wasn't good. How bad was Mason Rudolph? You tell me 18 for 20 and 150 some yards is not good when you're playing a division rival with a good defense, but they had guys out. The Steelers had guys out on defense too. But they don't have TJ Watt. That they don't have. That's a part of defying the odds. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are in better shape than they have ever been, knowing that they have Marcus Golden and knowing that they have Nick Herbig waiting in the wings. One of those guys is going to start. They are not going to give you what TJ Watt gives you. And we know that. And you got to respect that. TJ Watt is one of the best players in all of football. He might potentially be one of the best Steeler defenders of all time, if not the best at this point. Sure, he has the most sacks, but he's playing in a different era. But he's dominant. He's absolutely dominant. But TJ Watt's out. Well, how long is TJ Watt going to be out? I bet you he is pleading and pounding his fist on the table to be able to play this week with a knee brace. That would be dumb. Not dumb on TJ Watt's part as as much as the organization for letting him do it. But Mike Tomlin has a great history when it comes to the, especially the playoffs, to look at a player and say, it's better for the team if you don't play because your health is more important than winning a football game. Your life is more important than playing a football game. Your continued career is more important than playing just one game. He did it back in the 2012 season. Actually, I'm sorry, it was the 2011 season. It was 2012, though, against Denver when they got Tebowed. If Ryan Clark's in that game, does Demarius Thomas, the late Demarius Thomas, may he rest in peace, does he go all the way? Do they get Tebowed? They were good enough. They were 12 and 4. They were good enough to make the Super Bowl that year. The only reason they were the uh, on the road and didn't win the div- division is because they had the same record as Baltimore, and Baltimore had more conference wins, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken. Ryan Clark, because of an illness, because of having sickle cell anemia, could have died playing in Denver. He had problems playing there before. Mike Tomlin said, nope. 
you're not playing. And he did it again a year later when it was time to go to the playoffs. Steelers would have been better with Ryan Clark in the game. But they would have been worse off if something bad happened to him. The health of the player is more important. I understand toughness. I understand all of that. I understand how much passion TJ Watt has and how much even TJ Watt in a knee brace with a knee that is not 100% is better than most you're going to get. But it doesn't matter. He shouldn't play. So that's one of the reasons that they're going to have to defy the odds. But I want to go back. I want to talk these records more. The Browns are the fifth seed. They're at 11 and 6. The Steelers, head-to-head, 1 and 1 with this team. If the Steelers won that game, which was very winnable in Cleveland, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the number five seed right now. The Miami Dolphins are 11-6. They have lost two games as of late, two in a row. And they have not been good down the stretch. They're a team that is getting exposed. They are. If you look at something that was reported by Steelers now, the Steelers have the worst Super Bowl odds right now. The the team of the best odds are the 49ers at plus 225 and the Ravens at plus 325. The Steelers' odds are the longest. 15,000 to 1. That means that they have a 1% chance of winning the Super Bowl. Wow. So those are big odds to defy there. But remember everything. Dave Schofield, Jeff Hartman, and I had this conversation. I think it was it was off mic, but we were talking about PFF grades and who had the best grades and who had the worst grades. And the guys that you thought played pretty well didn't have the best grades. And my comment was, well, that's on paper. When you're looking on paper, it, it's so much different than when you're in stadium, than when you're following this team. The guys in that locker room that will be suiting up on Sunday at 1 p.m. in Buffalo in front of those raving maniacs known as Bill's Mafia, they are going to, and flat out, they are going to give themselves better odds. And they're going to go with the mindset that nobody else believes in us, and they're going to let that drive them. The Baltimore Ravens are still going to go with nobody believes in us. Every team tries to sell that to their players. But those players are going to feel it because they're 15,000 to one odds. They've got a 1% chance of winning the Super Bowl. So you say there's a chance. That's overused in podcasting. Lloyd Christmas played by 
Jim Carrey said that to Lauren Holly, who was Mary Swanson in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. It's overused. But I'm still going to use it. Because those guys know that there's a chance. So if they have to defy the odds, they're going to defy the odds. We've seen Pittsburgh Steelers teams defy the odds. 2005 season, 2006, January and February. (laughs) They definitely defied odds that weekend. And four weekends, excuse me, in that winter. And they won a ring. Am I delusional enough to say that the Steelers are probably going to win the Super Bowl? No. But there's a big question. And the big question, is this a successful season for the Pittsburgh Steelers? We're going to discuss that more when we come back. Please stick around. This is Bad Language from Fans First Sports Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to the second half of Bad Language. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in the playoffs. I am elated. Some of you are happy. Some of you are mad that they're in the playoffs. You want a higher draft pick because you don't think this team's going to do anything. Isn't this what we root for teams for? To get into the playoffs and try to defy the odds. And yeah, that's what this show's about. Defying the odds. Can they do it? When you keep looking at the standings, they're one game worse than the Chiefs. And a lot of people in Steelers Nation wanted them to play the Chiefs. They absolutely did because that right now is not a good team. They could be got. They definitely can. One thing being the seventh seed says you will be on the road the entire time. So the Pittsburgh Steelers will be wearing nothing but white jerseys. And that's all there is to it. Now, if I'm correct in this, and I think I am, actually I am correct in this, 
for some reason, if they go to the Super Bowl, that they decide what jerseys they wear. They'd probably be wearing their black jerseys because they would be the home team. Now, they haven't worn black jerseys in a Super Bowl in a long time, and I really should be talking about that because they're we're not even close right now. They're 15,000 to one odds. But if you go back to 2005, that 2006 season, you would know that they were the home team and they chose to wear white because they were on the road that entire time. That's all there is to that. All right, so let's keep this going. Let's talk about this. They have the same record as the Houston Texans, the fourth seed, winner in the South. Now, they lost head-to-head in week four to the Texans. So if they were in that division, they still lose. Well, actually, you don't know that because they would have played a second game with the Houston Texans. They would have played one in Pittsburgh. But when you're looking at everything here, there's one team that ran away with things in the AFC. There's four teams that are one game better. And there's one team that's a tiebreaker better. Then you have the Pittsburgh Steelers, a 10-win team at 10-7. and And shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers because they did that in a division in which something happened for the first time since 1935. That's 88 years. 1935. When every team finished above 500. The Bengals at 9 and 8 were above 500. And they are the fourth place team. If the Bengals were in the NFC, they would have been challenging for a playoff berth. They absolutely would have. Because look at it. You've got teams with not, that are 9 and 8 that are in the playoffs. That's crazy to me. The Packers are in the playoffs at 9 and 8. And that was a hot team down the stretch. The Cincinnati Bengals were. But they lost to the Steelers. And that's what killed them. That's what killed their momentum. So the Miami Dolphins are not getting Permani sandwiches. Tennessee Titans are. If the Miami Dolphins win, then the Steelers are a sixth seed with an easier road. But do you really care at this point how easy the road is? It is going to be a hard road regardless for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've got the promise of getting back TJ Watt in maybe a couple weeks. They're definitely getting back what it looks like Minka Fitzpatrick 
and Demonte KZ. Minka says he's playing. They have a Landon Roberts back. They just don't have the big guy. They just don't have TJ Watt back. They're, it's going to be hard to throw the ball in the wind. So a better running team is going to have to win here. I kind of think the Steelers are a very good run team. They've got a two-headed monster, a great attack. It's not a platoon, but it's a two-headed attack. But the Bills are good as far as a rushing team, and they're getting hot at the right time too. But are they getting hot enough? So that's the question. How much do the Steelers have to defy the odds this weekend? Seven seeds have beaten number two seeds. And the Bills are not a definitive number two seed. They were almost the number six seed. We're going to bring out the ifs and buts and candy and nuts. If they lose that game, then they're the seventh seed. And if Miami's healthier, Miami's probably winning that game at home if they're healthier. They were absolutely beat up. The Bills also sustained some injuries in that game. So there's so much to talk about here. Defying the odds is the number one thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have no problem being underdogs. I think Mike Tomlin teams relish being the underdog. There's going to be so many storylines. Some of you are saying Kenny Pickett should be back in. Some of you are saying Kenny Pickett shouldn't even be on the team, which, stop that. If you're worried about the 2024 roster right now at quarterback, at a running back, a few other places, don't. Tomorrow doesn't matter tonight, says the Starship, in a song from 1989. And it doesn't. The only tomorrow that matters for the Pittsburgh Steelers is the week after next. It's to the day. And that's what the Steelers are going to need to do. They're going to be playing a one o'clock home game for the first time in a long time. First time since December 3rd. And it's going to be in Buffalo. They haven't done well in Buffalo the past couple of years is what a lot of people are thinking, but they went into Buffalo to start off the 2021 season and won that game there. Special teams had to kick in and help out. But they beat a heavily favored Bills in that game. Now they got destroyed by the Bills in Kenny Pickett's first game, which was Buffalo in week five of 2022. We've seen good and bad with the Bills recently in regular season bad. 
But overall, the Steelers have won a lot more games. You know what this kind of feels like to me? This kind of feels like 1992 a little bit, Bill Cowher's first season. They were the number one seed, though. And a team that wasn't as good went into their house, Three River Stadium, and beat the pants off them 24-3. Here's the difference, though. This is where it's the same for the Steelers. Neil O'Donnell was hurt for most of December. Hit a knee injury. They brought him back for the first time in the playoff game where they could have gone with Bubby Brewster instead, who was riding the hot hand for them. They did not. And they got crushed. Kenny Pickett was your QB one the entire season until he got hurt. Mason Rudolph comes in and wins three straight games. I would be absolutely sucker punch shocked if Mason Rudolph is not the quarterback in this game. I think you'd be playing with fire to do something like that. Bill Cower in his book says, I wish I never did that. I get it. But he ended up having a great Hall of Fame career. So we're going to see what happens here. I like the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers are underdogs. They have defied the odds before. These odds seem pretty heavy for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But when you look at it, and you look at every single team except the Baltimore Ravens, only being one game better than they are in the standings, then you're like, well, are the odds that that high? This is where the playoffs are kind of an even playing field now. You take this one game. The slate is wiped clean. And you're in the playoffs. You're starting over. Everybody's record in the playoffs will be zero and zero. It's one game elimination. And the number one team at a beautiful 13 and four. It's not beautiful. It's ugly because it's the Ravens. They're a team the Pittsburgh Steelers beat twice. 50% of their losses came at the hands of your black and gold. So bring it on. Let's defy the odds. Let's go for it. If you think the Pittsburgh Steelers don't belong here, after I give you those other records, after they've had the offense that they've had, then you're not being open. Here's another thing to tell you, too. Look at points. In the playoffs, 
the teams in the playoffs, point scoring, the Steelers are the worst as far as scoring points at 304. In fact, they have 20 less points than they've given up. But when you're talking about points that they've given up, they're not nearly as bad. The Texans have given up 353 points. The Steelers at 324. The Browns, 362. So the Steelers aren't in as bad of a spot there. They just have not scored all the points. Against playoff teams, they've been pretty darn good. And the Steelers are 10 and 2 in games that Mitch Trubisky did not start. That's pretty good too. Is that the right? I, I think it's, I, I would have, that's, I got that from Dave Schofield. I think I messed up those numbers, but you know what I'm trying to say there. If you think they don't belong, they got in there while other teams didn't. They got in there with a record only one game below Super Bowl champions like the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl favorites like the Baltimore Ravens. Well, not the Baltimore Ravens because the Baltimore Ravens were 13-4, but they beat them twice. But like the Buffalo Bills, like the Miami Dolphins. And don't forget about the Cincinnati Bengals who are not there, who they beat twice and are now at 9-8. and eight. You take those two losses away, the Bengals are in the playoffs. The Steelers punked the Bengals this year and kept them out of the playoffs. So the odds are bad. The odds are rough. But that's nothing that this team is afraid of. And if they're not afraid, I'm not going to be either. This has been Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. And as always, I ain't apologizing for nothing. Fight right to my front door I ain't gonna stop till you on the floor 